Welcome to 27 Speaks, a weekly podcast with the staff of the Express News Group who share their insights into the latest stories making news on the East End of Long Island. 27 Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com And we are recording. We are recording. I'm tired. (laughs) It's called August Meltdown. Oh my, you know... I forgot about how like draining it can be. So yeah, it's still technically August, but by the time that all of you hear this, it will probably be September because we're recording a little bit early, a little bit before the end of the summer season. But we thought it might be a good time to just sort of kick back and relax and talk about the season that was and the season ahead. So with us again is Bill Sutton. Hey, Bill. Hey, Annette. I'm Bill Sutton. I'm the managing editor of the Express News Group. And also is Catherine G. Manu with us today. Hello. Hey, Annette. This is Georgie. I'm the publisher of the Express News Group. And Joe Shaw is in the house. Hey, Joe. I'm here with Molly, the kitten, who's going to be a distraction, I think. Hi, I'm Joe Shaw. I'm the executive editor of the Express News Group. Molly's, Molly's your summer kitten. You, you got her this summer. Yeah. That's true. She's... Uh, no, she just came out of the litter box and I don't think she's completely dry. Oh, no. She's no. still a kitten. And she's, oh. still has, she's still learning. Welcome to parenthood, Joe. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ew. And, and with that lovely introduction, I'm in that Hankel and I'm the arts and living <laughs> with the Express News Group. I don't know. That seems like a really good analogy for the season that was, doesn't it? <laughs> what like getting a little pee on you yeah got a little bit on us she's a wonderful cat but you get a little <laughs> pee on you that's the summer 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 of 2000 wow what an analogy we could not have written that one better so is it just me or is everybody just wiped out now yeah yeah I mean, I feel like it's a common thing that happens out here. You know, there's like this intensity to August. Um, It's so busy. You've been in the summer. Hopefully you're doing some fun things on the weekends, like going to the beach and getting together with friends. So there's just like a lot happening. And maybe this year there's more happening Mm -hmm. than there was in the last two summers because of, you know, obviously the pandemic. So but I feel like generally speaking, by the third week of August, like my whole house is just exhausted, is like ready for like schedule again. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, we're on schedule because we work, but like our kids are off schedule yeah. and you're yeah. just kind of ready for it. Send them back to school. Yeah. Get back to school. kids. Oh, hallelujah. School. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're probably looking forward to it also, right? I mean, they are, (laughs) Um, you know, my children have a very nice existence in in the summer where, you know, in between summer camp and the beach, you know, they've got their dad and mom, you know, running around catering to their every little whim. So there's a little bit of like, you know, school's going to start soon and we'll be back to homework (laughs) and stuff. But it's also fun. They get to be with their friends again, you know, their school friends. So it'll be good. So you wouldn't call yourself helicopter parents, would you? No. No, I mean, we're not helicopter parents in that, like, like we don't have our kids, like, scheduled out. In fact, like, we really try to not have our kids scheduled out because I think having, like, boredom in your life is, like, really good at building creativity. Um, 
but but we definitely we definitely care for our children um you know they they get fruit plates and you know ice water delivered are you adopting i mean or (laughs) i would love to adopt you bill (laughs) it's interesting because this is a new diane i mean think about it because before the pandemic your kids didn't see you nearly as much because everybody was in the office yeah so that's been a huge transition i'm thinking that you they now have their parents much more available yeah i mean gavin is still always he never even in the beginning of the pandemic i don't i think he didn't go to the office for like a week and a half um so he never really stopped going to the office but i do work at home and you know for me it's one of the silver linings of the pandemic is that my family that we were already a really tight family unit we are so close now and even my 13 year old daughter still likes me uh, so like that's a bonus um you have a couple more years just so I know I'm hoping that like though this last like couple of years of just like we only we there were times where we felt like we only had each other and it really bonded us together so like I'm hoping that sees me through the teenage year like little house in the big woods you're doing like the <laughs> Laura Ingalls Wilder thing yeah no it's been you know I I feel I feel so lucky you know when I think about the world and the state of the world over the last couple of years I, I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way I feel really fortunate you know to live where I live um you know to have my house in the woods to have my kids to have my family um so that that's actually all been really good good I think that I think the exhaustion too comes from don't downplay the fact that it was a really hot summer too and I think that oh took my a, God, yes. I think that took a lot out of all of us I, you know it was it was this is the as warm a summer as I can remember out here um maybe i'm i don't i don't think there's been a single day where the air was off and the doors and windows were open that's what i'm looking forward to Mm. yeah in the next month or two is just have that fresh air and you just can't do it right now it's and and especially it keeps the 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 temperatures have been creeping up over 90 um and and that takes a lot and and look you know i say it all the time but sitting in traffic takes a lot out of people Mm. and i mean there's more traffic now than ever. And I think that's just the nature of, you know, things are, we've got more and more people here than we ever had before. And I think, I think all those things sort of combined to give everybody sort of a end of summer malaise. It's just exhausting to get through a summer. Um, even if you have come out here to vacate, you know, <laughs> if you're not out here working, if you're just coming out to enjoy yourself, it's, it's an exhausting place to try and enjoy yourself sometimes there's you know it's hard to get to places it's it can be frantic Um, you have to like plan right like you have to like be strategic and like okay so if I want to get from here to here this is like I think the best way to do that (laughs) I also think what's hard is that they have you know like this is also when people want to come see you or see mm-hmm. where you live or hang out where you live. And I feel like I find that's a little bit difficult is balancing, you know, I could be up to my eyeballs and, and work stress, but then there's somebody that expects me to take them to the beach or to go get ice cream or to go show them where celebrities live, you know I mean? That kind of thing. Um, so I feel like that dichotomy of work. Oh, let's have fun. Balance has always been kind of tough for us in the summer because everybody thinks we have nothing to do, but then hang out with them. Um, <laughs> 
it's funny too. We had friends from upstate come in uh, for the weekend and we spent all of our time in Riverhead and going to the North Fork uh, because the idea of sitting in traffic to go east was just so daunting that we found things to do heading north and and up towards the North Fork instead and and, and found plenty to do, by the way, and around Hampton Bay. And we, and we like you in Riverhead, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. It's and and you know, it goes back to a theme that we've been talking about a lot lately, which is Riverhead's really uh, stepping up and it's evolving into a, a nice little destination place. Uh, there's plenty to do up there. It's it's seems to be a it's yeah. Give it a, give it a couple of weeks yeah. though, and, and once the uh, once the winery tours and the pumpkin, pumpkin picking sure. start, it's just going to be the same crazy that you're seeing on the on the south shore right now is going to be uh riverhead and main road so, so does the traffic get busy in, in your neighborhood i know you're pretty much in riverhead proper but does it back up in the fall and, and things like that around you or does it get noticed? not not right where i am but you'll see route 58 back up because everybody's you know taking that to get you know to uh to southfold and all that so basically all the traffic we have in august shifts to the it north it comes north yeah it comes up here okay oh interesting I feel like I avoid the North Fork in the fall the way mm-hmm. I avoid downtowns in yeah, on the South exactly Fork the in the summer. <laughs> uh, you know. Um and that's I feel like in August like you know it is what you're talking about that interesting like push and pull for the year-round working person. I mean the summer is my busiest time of the year work-wise because of the magazines. Um but, you know, at the same time, like why we why we live here is like very often rooted in like the beaches and, you know, being outside and enjoying nature. And so you're I feel like you're right. Like, that's why it's like the summer feels so busy because you're like, well, I, I want to do all of those other things. But then you're also doing them at the same time that you're working harder than you normally work. And as Brendan said, Brendan said it so well, I think on last week's podcast somebody's like well you know after you've written a story about their event coming up they'll be like well you're coming to the event and brendan's like no are you crazy i'm already writing about next week's event you know and that's that's the thing about mine is that i from my house i write about everything that's going on out here but very rarely do i actually make it to these things in person you know it's sort of like after working x amount of hours monday through friday the the last thing that i can imagine doing is fighting traffic to go stand around at a nice lovely Me benefit too. where i don't know anybody yes <laughs> i'm an introvert at heart <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but i did go to guild hall's um benefit last friday for the, the cocktail hour um and that was really lovely because i actually knew some people there so that's the thing if i don't think i'm gonna know anybody there i'm like oh, i don't know it's like the first day of school you know at the cafeteria So I was at an event uh, at the Southampton History Museum and ran into a bunch of folks that I don't get a chance to talk to all that much all summer because, like you, I'm just I, you know I'm not a big not a big party guy, but but I, there are occasional uh, benefits I'll get out to, and when I get out to those, I usually run into people that I get get a chance to have a conversation with. But I don't know. I got to tell you, you know, we talk about how tired we are. I cannot imagine people who work in restaurants yeah. and um, 
you know, the, the folks who work doing the landscaping and things like that all summer, mm. it's, it's just gotta be, gotta be just exhausting. It's, I mean, I, I think obviously that's a good thing. It keeps everybody busy and everybody's busy. And well, I, I think there's, there's an element though, that, that you're getting through the summer, you're, you're making, you know, you're making a lot of money, hopefully, if you're doing those jobs that that's going to help you get through the rest of the year in a slower, you know, slower part of the year. And I think there's probably a big motivation to just keep pushing, pushing, pushing and, um, you know, and get through looking toward Labor Day. I think you also are like, you're counting down, right? Like you're probably, yeah. I know that when I was in restaurants, by this time of year, you actually had a countdown of how many days were left in August. But like you said, you're also like, you know, collecting as much money as you can because it's going to drop off. Although I do think the shoulder season out here, um, you know, is a lot longer than it used to be. So I'm thinking as a marketing device, maybe we should make an advent calendar, but make it like the last weeks of August that we could distribute <laughs> to local businesses oh. and little doors that open up and stuff. <laughs> put pieces of candy behind them that's awesome <laughs> what, what, what funny things could we put oh, in there too oh, you know you. <laughs> we could come up with some really good ideas that would be really i think fun. there's a beer bottle out front that somebody tossed out their window that could be behind one of them <laughs> <laughs> how about a, how about a leaf blower <laughs> <laughs> only yeah. if it's electric well yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel I feel like I have a neighbor that's been like they've got like some sort of like like a combat type of landscapers that come and I swear they're using gas powered stuff. But by the time I like pull out the number to call and complain, they're like gone, you know, like just into the night. Like, <laughs> you know, my one big disappointment about this summer Anna, is that we didn't follow through on the conversation we had about putting together for the 4th of July parade in Southampton Village, the electric uh, leaf blower brigade mm -hmm. <gasps> that we were gonna march in the parade and perform, um, maybe perform either musically or do some type of, of precision drill with the, with the uh, electric leaf blowers. I really feel like that's, that was a missed opportunity. I really wanna do that next year. That'd be amazing. We have all winter to work on it. I kind of envision us doing like YMCA with the leaf blowers, you know, and like yes, maybe we could blow glitter so it actually spells out YMCA. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's gonna take some well, practice. Or streamers. I was the just thinking on the of, end of them, so they go YMCA. I was just thinking of precision drill type type things where like we could uh, drum and bugle chord you know, type thing. Over yeah. shoulder, down, turn them on, turn them off. <laughs> kind of like the yeah. rifle corps at the uh, high school march. Yes, band. I think I and if we had a dozen people, that would be a pretty stunning parade. Uh, but we'd need to come up with the appropriate <laughs> song, like I don't know, like Dust in the Wind, but it's a little slow. Blowing um, in the wind. There you go. Blowing in the wind. There you go. Yeah, we can we'll have there's, to work There's on always that. next year. <laughs> Isn't it fun that we can still have a sense of humor? I mean, you have to, right? How do you survive otherwise? I think also I find that I find that by August, like all of the the, the organizations that didn't know I exist have found me and yeah. they want me to write about them. <laughs> and they're like, and usually they want to write me about write about stuff that's coming up in about 28 minutes. They're like, hey, hope you can make it to tonight's party and write about it. I'm like, oh. 
so I like to I like to explain that we're sort of like a ship, you know, like it takes a little while to move us, you know. So you can't call, you know, you have to give me the two weeks out so I can kind of steer toward you. You can't ask me to come when it's when I'm right alongside you. That just doesn't. And if it's an event that's going to be happening in the past, forget it. It's like you're on, you know, that's not going to happen. Well, that's it. I, mean, I, I think some people don't understand. We would rather help you promote your mm-hmm. event than shut up there and take pictures of it. Although that's nice too. Yeah. But, but the more, you know, the, the more advanced that we can write that I think is better for us and the, the organization. Yeah. I, but I feel like yeah. I even will tell the same people over and over again, like just FYI, if you get that to us a little earlier, like we're happy to facilitate stories or you know, do community yeah. briefs. And then I like still get the Tuesday email, the event that that's Friday. And, you know, I'm like, I yeah, just, like, ah. <laughs> we're pretty. And then they're saying, well, well, can't you just write it up and put it online? It's like, we're nimble, but we're not that. <laughs> Well, by by Wednesday, we're all. I'm already working at, to the next one. So when someone sends me something that didn't make that issue, I it's really not something that I'm gonna go back and spend time just you know putting it up on you know, your public service. <laughs> get, get your events in early. <laughs> well, events well, because early. we do really, I feel like we do go out of our way to really try and help, especially the nonprofits out here, and you know help promote what they're doing. And some of them are great. Like some, we I mean, we were getting stuff about the box art auction in like march um so some of them really know and they're great um but it's like we want i met her gabrielle i met gabrielle the woman who um, runs that at the cinema bar last night because she wanted to be we haven't i don't think we've ever met so so that was fun we're comparing summer war stories (laughs) that's a great bar the green room yeah it is i'm trying to remember does anybody have any good anecdotes from the summer something that that happened like like the typical summer things because i'm trying to remember if anybody like there wasn't I remember, anything really there wasn't anything really outrageous i mean it, it was a same that's how i feel um, well i could tell you i could tell you my story about i think i i emailed that to you joe on tuesday i was talking with judy carmichael for an upcoming story about her book and um it was the night that they were showing the billy joel um documentary downstairs at the cinema but the cinema bar was empty it was like five o'clock and we had it to ourselves and i swear judy and i were sitting out on the pat on the the open air deck and i heard screaming from the street i'm like hmm i wonder what that is and um and so it turns out of course billy joel showed up at the screening so the screaming was either for him or it may have been for paul mccartney who apparently also came to the screening oh. and then was upstairs in the green room like 20 minutes after i left they had a reception up there so it's like <laughs> i've lived out here for 25 years have yet to see paul mccartney but i feel like at least we were probably in the same building and that might have been who was screaming down below with people when they saw it's pretty exciting know. you were in the same building <laughs> i said my I was, I was 40 feet from him <laughs> my one brush with greatness stories is when we first moved up here my wife and i uh, went to murph's and tied one on a little bit. It's the only time I've ever actually done that at Murph's uh, in the whole time I've been here. And we stumbled out and turned the corner and literally ran into Billy Joel and his girlfriend who were carrying Chinese food and had to, had, had to apologize because we ran into them. And we had just moved up here. And I said, where are we? That, yeah. that we just we just ran it we literally ran into billy joel you know he thinks you did it on purpose joe probably and you didn't you didn't say anything stupid like let me buy you a drink yeah no 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 we we were very cool about it uh 
I tend not to get very starstruck anyway, but uh, I have to admit, if I ran into Paul McCartney on the street, that would be pretty impressive. I, I That would be a pretty impressive thing. I was, I'm excited to know um, from the article we did about the pizza place uh, that, that Paul McCartney's pizza is, was it olives and capers? Cap capers and onions or something. Caper. Capers and olives. And I olives think it together. Was. That's it. Yeah, it was because I thought, ooh, that actually sounds interesting. Oh, that's but um, it's nice to know the Paul McCartney. That was what the new Astros. I, I think that's what it was. Yeah. It, yeah, because he's Amagansett. Yeah, that's It's nice to know yeah. that Paul McCartney doesn't just like eat a pepperoni pizza. That he does something quirky. <laughs> well, he's vegetarian, yeah. so I don't think that. Yeah, that yeah exactly. Quirky. He definitely doesn't eat pepperoni or, pizza. Or, you know, the cheese pizza. He, he does something. maybe impossible pepperoni he pizza. He even <laughs> orders his pizzas with flair. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> or maybe he just gets really smelly. If you get really smelly ingredients on a pizza, that's always like a way to get the guy to deliver your pizza first, though. <laughs> oh, tips and, tips and tricks from an. Uh, I used to deliver. Right. I used to deliver pizzas. There's some truth to that. Right. It's like get the anchovies out now. You know. So if you really want it to show up hot and fast, order anchovies. Local support comes from the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. In these trying times, working full-time for their clients and the public interest, providing strong advocacy and attentive counsel, be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com 27 Speaks, brought to you by Sag Harbor Books and Southampton Books, independent bookstores located in the villages at 7 Main Street in Sag Harbor and 16 Hampton Road in Southampton, carrying a wide selection of new books, stationery, toys, games, first editions, and rare books. Their entire inventory is browsable on the website, SouthamptonSagHarborBooks.com. Now hiring booksellers at both locations. Although before like DoorDash and all of these apps now, I mean, most pizza places out here never delivered. I know, they never did. We're going, but Joe and I are going back to our Midwestern route. Yes. I was a Domino's driver. So was my husband. Oh, was he really? Yeah, I think I told you he made up a little name badge. Oh, yeah. That when he was out in Oregon and he, his name was Pete Z Z U H. <laughs> And nobody got it. Nobody got it. <laughs> nobody got Literally it. Literally nobody got it. So they... <laughs> Hamilton Burger. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so what are we looking forward to now that um, September is here? Yeah, I mean, September is the best. I mean, I think that for most of us that live here year round, like September is really like the pinnacle of the year, right? Because it's still warm but you get those like crisp cool nights and but you can still like go to the beach and then we have like a million fall festivals going on so there is still like lots of exciting stuff to do but it's less of like a traffic nightmare I guess unless you're on the North Fork uh, to get to those places <laughs> yeah so our festival magazine just came out this week um, on September 8th and in it is a whole lineup of really interesting stuff that's coming up out here this fall. Um, so Festival is an express magazine, but unlike a lot of the express magazines, which, you know, if you're readers, you'll see that they have a form to them. 
um, you know, that are pretty standard where we're looking at like general lifestyle stories. And then we have like a theme in the back, whether it's home and garden or um, harvest, which is like food and wine. We'll have that coming up in October. But festival, we really try to keep it a festival guide. Um, and it kind of like breaks from the other magazines in that way. Um, so, you know, like we'll open the magazine with some really fun, like little tidbits, which I really enjoy, um, you know, about like the film festival. So, you know, we, we did get like a little sneak peek at their narrative, um, film lineup that they have yet to announce, but they did give us, you know, a little advance warning so we could, um, publish that in the book and that's for the Hamptons International Film Festival. So that's going to be coming in, um, October. So that's like the, probably the furthest fall fest that we plug, but then I also also always try to include like little travel festivals like festivals you can get to either in like New England or New York State and this year I stuck to Long Island I feel like a lot of people are feeling really hermity and like want to stay home still so we found some festivals on Long Island that um you know were kind of interesting from like uh, you know one is like a revolutionary war reenactment then you've got like some traditional like farming festivals so we have a page of those for our readers um just so like if you feel like just getting out of town a little bit, but not a lot. Um, there's some cool things you can do around around Long Island. Um, and then of course we concentrate on the festivals that are here. Um, the festival magazine comes out on September 8th, and that weekend is um Sag Harbor Fest, um, which actually is now just traditionally called Harbor Fest, which has been going on for how many is it 59 um years? i feel like it started by like john steinbeck it would as the old whalers festival so I'm yeah not, that was uh, i believe it's about 59 years old i feel like that's what i i looked at um so we've got a lot of really fun content around that brian boyhan actually did a piece on john steinbeck and the old whalers festival as like the marquee piece in that section, um, which is really fun to look at. We got some really great historic photos of Steinbeck um, in Sag Harbor. And I think just, um, you know, with, you know, the park and just like, there's, there's a lot of reasons to be celebrating the history of John Steinbeck in Sag Harbor this year. Um, so that was really cool. And then we also did, um, Michelle Troring talked to Ellen Diogardi, who actually, you know, works as our events manager for the Express News Group, but is also the president of the Sag Harbor Chamber of Commerce. And so she walked uh, Michelle kind of through what people can expect out of Harbor Fest, the traditional things like the whaleboat races, um, which Gavin, my husband and co-publisher, he'll be running those down on Windmill Beach on Saturday and Sunday. That's like I mean, that's Sack Harbor, right, Annette? I mean, yeah. the whaleboat races are just, I mean, there. if you haven't had a chance to enjoy Harbor Fest, I really recommend checking it out. It does feel like such a community celebration. And a lot of that has to do with the whaleboat races. I mean, you have teams either um, created by businesses and with family members that have been competing in these races for generations. There really is like strong competition for it. Um, everybody wants their name on that cup. Um, and, but in general, there's just a feeling like you're after we've been hiding in August in our houses, everybody comes out and in Sag Harbor, like you see 
everybody from Sag Harbor down at Long Wharf. And this year, we're actually going to see the festival expand into Steinbeck Park, where a lot of the children's activities, um, like the bouncy castles and the um, petting zoo and stuff like that, are going to be moved and live music. So um, definitely come to Sag Harbor um, September 10th and 11th, um, because there's just going to be a lot going on, and it'll be a lot of fun. Right. I have to say, I saw the magazine piece when I was looking at the pages. The photos of Steinbeck are amazing. I mean, it's it's wonderful. I've never seen some of those photos before, uh, and it's an amazing thing. I'm really looking forward to, I think, uh, one of our first Express Sessions events this fall, and I believe it's at the end of September, is going to be about John Steinbeck. And we're still putting together the plan for what we're going to do, but I'm really excited. It's going to be a little different kind of an a, a express sessions event. Um, and I just can't wait um, to, to have the conversation just about John Steinbeck and his connection to Sag Harbor and just his, you know, his impact on the world, the literary world and, and, and everything else. I, I think it'll be a, it'll be a lot of fun, fun event. Such a cool idea. I'm so glad we're doing that. Yeah. And it's so timely because, you know, at the same time, we're still having like there's there's still a group of people that are, you know, working to try and preserve Steinbeck's house as a writing center, um, you know, and preserve um, that piece of Sag Harbor's literary history. We're working with Catherine at Canios on this, right, Joe? Yes. Yes, we are. And, and it's funny because the story uh, that's in the magazine uh, this week is was written by Brian Boyhan and I had the, in the conversations that we had just started having I said I really want to have Brian be a part of that event if we if we can get him to to be there just because I, you know I think he he would bring so much to the table and that was before I realized he was doing that story about Steinbeck and the and the connection to the event there so it's fun it'll be fun yeah, it ended up being a great piece. And we pulled festival together. Um, it's, it comes at the tail of like, you know, a bunch of summer magazines. So it was like a really quick turnaround for Brian and I. And so when I saw his story, it was like, oh my gosh, like this is so good. I, I'm so happy it's in there. Mm -hmm. Hi, this is Michael Wright. I'm a reporter for the Southampton Press, the East Hampton Press, the Sag Harbor Express, and 27East.com. I cover East Hampton Town and follow important stories about the environment, including the coming South Fork wind farm, its impact on the fishing industry, and other water quality issues. We follow East Hampton Town and village government, and I'm asking the tough questions and providing you with important answers. My colleagues and I in the editorial department work hard as watchdogs for this community, but we can't do it without our subscribers. If you find the work we're doing valuable to you, please subscribe by visiting 27East.com forward slash subscribe. Thank you very much. So Joe and Bill, are there some interesting festivals that take place in your neck of the woods, like Hampton Bays and Riverhead this fall? Well, I know Hampton Bays has the, the San Gennaro Festival, which is always huge. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and I, I'm, that's always fun. Uh, just the crowds, the size of the crowds that come out for that are amazing. Uh, so I always look forward to that. I, I enjoy that. I've been to the San Gennaro Festival down in the city, and it's a lot of fun, too. But in its own way, I think Hampton Bays has really kind of recreated that kind of there's a lot of excitement about it. And I remember every time I've been there, 
I was there, you know, I'm there as a visitor all the time, but uh, we had a tape, we actually had a booth set up one time and the number of people who come in from out of town for that event is pretty stunning. Uh, you get all, everybody from town is there, mm -hmm. but you also get a lot of visitors who come in from a surprisingly wide area to come into Hampton Base for that event. So that's a big one. You know, you know what's interesting about San Gennaro is like, I, that is something that's definitely an East Coast thing. Like growing up in the Midwest, I, I grew up Catholic, but I had never heard of that. Yeah, you know, same it's a here. Catholic festival. And, um, and I really do feel like it's such a New York thing, you know, with the sausage and peppers and the funnel cakes and, and, and all of that. It's like a totally very Italian Catholic kind of thing that I just never entered my radar um, as a kid. And this is, that, that's this month. It's, it's in September. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to look up the dates really quick. I think it's the 24th and the 25th. Uh, so that's, you know, it's, it's a big deal. And, and that's always fun. I have to say, um, generally speaking, I'm more of an October guy. I like October out here more than September. And Georgie, I know you threw in your chips for September being the, the great month. And I think probably most people would agree with you. I prefer October uh, because I'm a, I love autumn and October here is just perfect as far as the the weather is is wonderful and you can still go visit the beach you're not gonna you're not gonna go for a beach day that's for sure but it starts to get so pretty and so fragrant around here just love october is my favorite month of the year apple apple and pumpkin picking that's always really fun. just to go back to san janeiro that is um the 24th and the 25th of september and actually, Kaylin Riley has a um, great story in the magazine about the um, about Scottos, mm. um, which has like a, a San Gennaro statue they bring out every year and is like kind of like a hub of that festival. So it's pretty nice. cool. But yeah, I love October, too. I mean, the fallout here is just really so special. My favorite time. month is actually February. Oh, no, wait. No, it's not. Right, I, that. <laughs> I was say, February is awful. It is awful. I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> What's the like about February? Plane tickets to Maui, maybe? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about you, Bill? What's your favorite month? I well, I I like September and October probably equally. And I think November gets kind of nice too, because you start to get that 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 initial feeling that wears off after the first couple of snowstorms, but that initial <laughs> feeling, you're like, oh, okay, winter's coming and you know, it's gonna blah blah blah. But um, and the leaves falling and all that but there's something kind of nice about like cold dark rainy days when you don't feel guilty about not going outside and doing something you know exactly I mean? it's true but september i feel like I mean, <clears throat> anymore is just an extension of the summer i think it's less busy you get less of the you know the summer people but um you know all the restaurants are still open and you know and all the activities and you know and all that and it's still just a really nice place to be and I feel like since the pandemic, a lot of um, people still can kind of come out here and enjoy their homes on the weekends. Yeah. Like Ella, my daughter, has a lot of friends from the city who are now back in the city. They're not living here anymore um, after, you know, coming out here um, to get through the initial um, part of the pandemic. But they are still like coming out on the weekends yeah. and, you know, visiting through really the holidays. I mean, I have to say it's like really for me, September through Christmas, it's just like this magic time. You know, it's yeah. funny, Annette, because you, you touched on something. Summer brings an extra level of stress for me 
because when you have a nice, beautiful, sunny day, it feels like you should go do something sometimes when you don't feel like going to do something. So the way I get over that is I remember the old song, roll out those lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer. Lazy is the first word <laughs> in that refrain. <laughs> and so that then I just go lay down on the couch and, 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 and feel a little less guilty, but not a lot. I never feel guilty. I never feel guilty. <laughs> I have to tell you, Gavin actually last night went to Sac Harbor to see Nancy Atlas play an outdoor show, and and Charlie was really tired after camp, and he was like, "So, what are you thinking?" And I was like, "We will be here." I feel like doing nothing is a real luxury sometimes. You know, it's an art. It, 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 it's oh. a practice. <laughs> Um, no, you know what I'm going to say is doing nothing is the new something. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It's the new activity. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I think we've got this all solved now. Good. All right. Get out there and enjoy your fall days. And get up to get up to Riverhead while you can. And pick up festival. You also have some pieces on the Maritime Festival on the North Fork, the Sag Harbor American Music Festival, which I have to say personally is hands down my favorite festival because there's nothing like free live music everywhere over the course of a weekend outdoors. It's really fun. And what's the date of that, Georgia? I'm gonna just double check that. It's, um, it's actually going to be the weekend of, it starts um, with a concert by Soul Inscribed on Thursday, September 22nd, and then it runs through that weekend. So there are a couple of, you know, there's a couple of paid shows, but really almost the entire festival is free. It's just free live music and it's, uh, you know, Americana, it's hip hop, it's, you know, everything in between definitely we're checking out and we've got a couple of stories featuring some of the headliners of that event which it just it's another one where people just come together and enjoy music and you know go out to eat and enjoy the fall weather so they're not having any paid concerts this year like i know they used to do like one or two but i didn't notice that there were any mentioned and do you know that i mean I uh, no actually it looks like even their marquee events which is soul inscribed and then um red barat um they're free events so actually and they're all outside this year too they're not using like yeah yeah so this year it's all free and all outside traditionally they had done um you know a concert usually at the old whalers uh -huh. church and then bay street theater too i think they had and then bay street and those were usually paid events but not this year yeah um, and soul inscribed is really really great hip-hop um group that i would recommend checking out and that's going to be free on thursday night um in marine park and that's um, the 22nd is the date on that the 22nd of september but it really like again that festival will run that whole weekend thursday mm. through sunday um and it's just really it's a nice time to walk around sag harbor and you just kind of like stumble into these bands performing like i remember we were walking down main street and we heard this great bluegrass music coming from Carruthers alley for those who aren't familiar with what that is it's the alleyway in between where the express and romany morris is and the american hotel and like there was just this amazing bluegrass band playing in the alley with like some hay bales for people to just like sit and enjoy it and take it in so definitely worth checking out all right so just because summer's gone doesn't mean there's nothing to do out here 
So get out there and do it. September's busy. (laughs) So much for those lazy days. Yeah. Those those went away really quick, didn't they? (laughs) 27 Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com Thank you for listening. Join us again next week to hear what's news on the East End. Our interlude flute music is by Allison O'Reilly. Our opening and closing theme music is Boysdale Blues, written and performed by the incomparable Judy Carmichael. Listen to Judy's weekly show, Jazz Inspired, airing on an NPR station near you, or go to jazzinspired.com. 27 Speaks is a weekly podcast produced by the Express News Group, which includes the Southampton Press, the East Hampton Press, the Sag Harbor Express, 27East.com, and sagharborexpress.com. Find us on the websites or subscribe through Apple Podcasts.